Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buff Nation! Let's go! DMVR Buffs Primetime. Jake, RK, presented by Illegal Pete's. What a day mm. in the state of Colorado yesterday. Mm. Mm. Oh my goodness, Ryan. All the good stuff. Not only did the Nuggets just dismantle the Lakers in yep. Game 1, yep. Jokic put on a masterclass. Oh, what a masterclass. But two... Huge, impactful commitments for Coach Prime and the Buffs. Yeah. We start with Alton McCaskill, all all AAC freshman of the year, 900-plus yards rushing, 18 touchdowns. This running back room is stacked now, man. Yeah, this was probably my number one target of the whole class uh, in terms of this transfer period. Uh, Alton McCaskill is a dog with the ball in his hands mm-hmm. uh, i mean you talk about having a nose for the goal line yep 18 touchdowns let me remind you the colorado buffaloes scored 21 touchdowns on offense last year mm-hmm. alton mccaskill as a freshman scored 18 on his own insane man you know how can they ever replace this production with one guy <laughs> right. that's how they can replace the production exactly <laughs> uh man this is a guy i watched a little bit of film last night he reminds me a little Broncos comp. He's got some Latavius Murray to his game, mm. meaning he's got the size, he's got the speed, he can kind of do it all. Maybe not a top tier running back in terms of like a first round running back. Yeah. But this is a guy who can, it's just instant plug and play for your offense. Yeah. Obviously, there's one concern, which is how you come back from the injury that caused him to miss all of last season. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of nice. It's not nice when it's a player on your team who misses a whole season mm-hmm. with that type of injury. It's kind of nice knowing that he's had a really extended recovery period. Yes. You know, he, he this is going to end up being, what, 18 months? It's already over a year since he tore it. Right, right. So it'll be, it'll be close to 18 months of recovery time before, mm-hmm. you know, needing to uh, get into a game. Um, so it, it's nice. I, I always prefer those guys to have as long as possible to come back from these injuries and it really helps with the recovery rate. And if he's that guy that he was before, the Buffs just got a beast. And this this running back room is going to be one hell of a competition. Oh, yeah. One hell of a competition for carries. Sean um, Lewis loves to rotate running back, so I don't think any of these guys should be worried about you know not getting their fair share as long as they earn it. Mm-hmm. But the combination of Alton McCaskill, Cavassier Smoke, and Dylan Edwards is a – Big-time power five running back room. Absolutely. Um, and on Ultimate Casco, he's ahead of the game. He had a YouTube channel last year mm. and had two vlogs kind of documenting his recovery from his ACL. 
Um, the doctor, I mean, it's like listening to any other crazy athlete in the NFL. The doctor's just completely impressed by his recovery, saying he was ahead of schedule. This was, I think, six months. Uh, so this was right before the season started in September last year. And they were telling him that already getting like full range of motion. It's just about, you know, having everything solidify in his knee so that he can take the contact. But as you said, I mean, even if he is hurt coming in, you've got Kvasier Smoke. You got Dylan Edwards. You got Anthony Hankerson. But best case scenario, you get an all freshman running back yeah. from two years ago who's got fresh legs now. I know. I know, dude. Yesterday, like, you cannot understate the importance of yesterday for the Colorado Buffaloes. Um, it was so big. And, you know, we can stay on Alton McCaskill a little bit longer here. But each one of these guys are worth like a week of hype. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you spread these guys out, if you gave us Alton McCaskill yesterday and you gave us Aaron Butler next Monday, right? like that's enough to get me through the week of hype. <laughs> You're yeah. so excited. You got both of these guys on the same day and they're both exciting for different reasons. But yeah, this was this was the number one guy that, that I wanted in this, this cycle. He is a beast, an absolute beast. And gives me a little bit of vibes to my favorite buff of all time, which is Chris Brown. Love that. I've seen some people saying that in the yep. mentions. Yep. Uh, also, people saying this is the buff's best running back room since 2001. Man. I'd have to take some time to think about that. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah I, mean, I mean, I'm sure that it's it's got to be up there. I'm trying to think like Philip Lindsay and who he had alongside him. Um, Rodney Stewart and Daryl Scott should have been that that dope, but it ended up just being speedy. So yeah, this could be. Mm -hmm. This definitely could be. On to Aaron Butler now. The Buffs get one of the best players, another two-way player as well, Ryan, in the 2024 recruiting class. Yeah, dude, he is nasty. He is nasty. He is nasty. Alyssa, I sent you a tweet yesterday. His commitment was. Uh, a little unconventional and uh, maybe got <laughs> Coach Prime in some hot water. <laughs> um, whenever you're ready, though, play that tweet. It's uh, It was really cool, actually, the yeah. moment. This is so Coach Prime era. I know. <laughs> Get me high! <laughs> to the sky! Put it on, but... How amazing is that? Oh, dude. Coach Prime is uh, one of a kind. Um, Coach Prime couldn't really say anything because he found out it was a recruiting violation to be talking to Aaron Butler directly, I guess. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's all fine. <laughs> <laughs> but they got him, man. Well, yeah, I'm sure they can get around this. Like, to I'm pretty sure to join someone's live, you have to press like request to join. Right. So that's isn't that the same as... Aaron Butler calling Coach Prime, which is allowed. Right. I, we're not in a dead period. I looked no. it up. And then so. I saw him afterwards. He's like, I'm not allowed to say his name, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> He's like looking at uh, Bucky. Bucky knows the rules. Um, <laughs> yeah, what a great, what a great thing, dude. What a great thing. I love it. Uh, it's so, it's so, you know, 2023. It's so Coach Prime. Um, it was just, 
yeah, it, it was a very like kind of um, microcosm of the of the moment that right. we exist in right now. Yep. Uh, I also sent you the link to his film, Alyssa. Get that rolling whenever. This guy literally does everything for Calabasas High School. It's crazy. It's insane. He plays both ways. He'll play safety. He'll play corner. He plays running back, wide receiver. He'll be wildcat quarterback. Dude, and some of these highlights are absurd. Yeah, it's wild. Um, but Aaron Butler, according to 247 Sports, a top 100 player in this class, 95th overall, the seventh overall athlete, listed at six foot. 165. So I think yeah. he's bigger than that already. I mean, look at the speed, man. It's so easy for him. <laughs> Big dog, woof, woof. Yeah. <laughs> Running back. They're just like, yep. get Aaron Butler the ball by any means necessary. Literally. It's crazy. Uh, Big his dog status, woof, woof. <laughs> <laughs> his father, Rob Butler, played with Coach Prime. Coach Prime's last season as a pro in the NFL at Baltimore. Uh, so that link. There's a Sean Lewis play. That absolutely, you're going to see a lot of this from Aaron Butler. Oh my and God! Look at the Where'd speed. the angle go? Look at this. This is game breaking type of stuff, dude. The way he took away that angle to the sideline was insane. I mean, he's a threat to score from anywhere on the field. We're going deep here. I mean, look at the separation. Oh God, look how easy he made that catch look. Tracking, yep. In the backfield again. Taking the handoff, one cut, he's gone. <laughs> Dude, throwing him the ball deep is just a waste. Just get it to him as soon Look as possible. Look at this. Oh, my God. Where, the angles just disappear. It's Might insane. have to call him the eraser. <laughs> um, his scouting report on 247 Sports. Look at that one, dude. The safety <laughs> thought he had him, and then he just blinked, and he was past him. Uh, this is the line that always comes up when we talk about him. Butler is a dangerous two-way player who could end up at corner or receiver in college. Mm. Uh, initially committed to USC, thought he was going to play corner there, decommitted. Seems like he wants to play receiver, though. You know what I love uh, when he plays receiver? What's that? Late hands. Yes. That's not normal for no. high school uh wide receivers to have late hands. And what that means is he doesn't give the corner any inclination of when he's going to catch the ball because he, when he's, especially on these over the shoulder catches, he's getting his hands out there very late. Um, and good corners will just wait to see you put your hands up. Then they'll stick their hand in there. Right. It's too late if you have late hands. I mean, this is late hands is kind of a hard thing to come around with high school players. Yeah. It's a hard thing to teach. I haven't seen, honestly, I haven't seen it a lot. Yeah. Uh, watching uh, film of these guys. No, not at all. Look at this guy is crazy though. Big dog status. <laughs> I love that he uses that. <laughs> but is another Kelly kid. I think he just broke free downfield. No, oh, my God. He did pick that. that. A double wow. move. It's a pretty bad double move. Safety here? What is he gonna? He's so wow. good at wide receiver. I really hope they keep him there. <laughs> he's. I think he's going to play wide receiver, man. But uh, who's next, Ryan? Well, our guy. Our guy. <laughs> Talon Chandler uh, tweeted out that Aaron Butler, his prediction came true, as he said with us. He added Ryan Wingo. Number one receiver in the Number class. Number one receiver in the class. A top 10 player in this class. Five stars, man. 
man, is he? Is this like a heat check? You know, like <laughs> I don't he know. Just hit like a you know thirty-seven foot three, and now he's like, all right, well, I might as well step back to Send forty. <laughs> Ryan Wingo did come and visit for Junior Day, I believe, and he's been taking the tour recently. I mean, all the big name schools. Um, I think he visited. He's scheduled to visit officially visit Texas, Michigan, Georgia. He's got an unofficial plan with Miami. He also has an official plan with Missouri, where he's from, where um, the other quarterback that, see, I can't remember his name, I think Danny Kalin, um, he committed to Mizzou, I believe, okay. uh, a guy that they were recruiting. And, of course, Talon Chandler from Missouri as well. Ryan Wingo, 6'2", 205, though. Uh, this guy is a grown 17 Yes, yes, he is. Oh, man. I'm just hyped on Aaron Butler. Yeah. I'm so hyped on him. He is such a dog. Um, and I love seeing these guys who do it on both sides of the field. And it's it's not uncommon in high school, mm-hmm. but you're seeing it very clearly be a focus point uh, for Coach Prime, especially for the skill positions. Right. Um, so people are bringing up Boo Carter and um, Ryan Wingo, Winston Watkins. Of course, there's that picture that we posted of after the spring game of Winston Watkins, of um, Boo Carter and Aaron Butler all together. Boo Carter posted Boo a, Carter, please. a congratulations, kind of reposted yeah. Butler's commitment on uh, Instagram. Ryan Wingo did the same as well. So, I, I mean, they could be, be giving props to their guy in the same class as them. I'm sure they all know each other, but uh, it could be something a sign of something better, too. If we get Ryan Wingo and Boo Carter, I'm Googling where the <laughs> national championship is. In 2024. <laughs> oh, man. And on that note. You out? I sadly have to leave for an important meeting. This is not twerking. He is not twerking. That is confirmed. Make us I've proud, I've been though. summoned from the corporate side of the company. <laughs> Do what you do best, man. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Pins and Aces. Love you guys. The official golf apparel partner of All City and DMVR. We love our Pins and Aces gear and get tons of compliments on and off the course for wearing it. They're family owned, based right here in Colorado. Make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, beer sleeves, um, so much more. Ball markers, everything. Pins and Aces has a ton of cool stuff in their collection. Thank you for uh, not making me look so alone, Alyssa. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's all good. Check out pinsandaces.com and use code DMVR to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. And also shout out to Golf Snake. Finding tee times in Denver is damn near impossible. Golf Snake is the solution. It's a one-stop app where you can go and find tee times from all over the city, uh, wherever you want to golf. Find out where is the most available place right in your hands with Golf Snake. You can go to golfsnake.com or get Golf Snake in the App Store and access every single tee time in Denver in one click, including those coveted weekend morning tee times. Golf Snake, every course in Denver, easy, fast, and free. What's up, chat? A little solo show in the studio. This is the first time I've done this, by the way. This is pretty cool. All right. We got some news to get through. Um, Yesterday, Robbie Weinstein of 247 Sports posted an article. As if we haven't had enough hype already for this team and for the buffs. This article is titled, Zakari Franklin's Potential Transfer Fits. Colorado, FSU, among four options worth watching 
for UTSA star wide receiver. Um, this would be absolutely massive. I don't need to tell you guys this. Sakari Franklin, one of the best players in the portal from UTSA. Pulling up his 247 page now, 6'1", 180, out of Texas. I actually received a nugget uh, just before we went live from my guy Vic on Twitter. He told me Zakari Franklin played at Cedar Hill High School, which is down the street from Trinity Christian, where, of course, Coach Prime coached. So I think we can safely assume that these people know each other and that uh, there might be some connection. Zakari Franklin, uh, let me pull up these stats for you. UTSA had a great year last year, and he was one of the reasons why. 1,136 yards on 94 receptions with 15 touchdowns. He also had a 1,000-yard 80-catch season with 12 touchdowns the year before in 2021. He is UTSA's all-time leading receiver. He is in the portal. Going back to this article, Colorado's the first team mentioned, first off. The breakdown in the blurb says, this is an easy one as Coach Deion Sanders needs impact players and needs them for the 2023 season. Franklin has just one season of eligibility left, but is coming off back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons for the Roadrunners. Although much of the Buffs' attrition to the transfer portal this offseason might be classified as, in quotes, good turnover. They lost some talented playmakers at wide receiver. Also mentioned Sado Treor um, and Travis Hunter. Florida State also listed as a team. That could be a fit for Zakari Franklin. Uh, they lost Micah Pittman to the portal. Uh, they do have Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman. I don't know, has Keon Coleman committed or not? I haven't really been uh, keeping up with him. You guys let me know. I don't think he has. But he did visit. I remember that. Ole Miss also mentioned. Uh, they lost Jonathan Mingo to the NFL, of course. But they have been going after wide receivers. I mean, um, we saw Montana get an offer from them, I believe. Saw Shane Hooks commit there briefly. So they're obviously a team in the mix. And then he put, interestingly enough, the last team, UTSA. Uh, wouldn't it be unprecedented for a group of five-star like Franklin to withdraw from the transfer portal and return to UTSA? Coastal Carolina quarterback Grayson McCall entered the portal in December, then returned to the Chanticleers. Interestingly enough, he says, as an upperclassman undergraduate transfer... It could be difficult for Franklin to go to a new school and have enough academic credits to be eligible for the 2023 season by the time it kicks off. Coach Jeff Trailer and company could use all the help they can get as they transition from Conference USA to the AAC. So they're moving conferences too. We'll see. Zakari Franklin, definitely one of the better players left in the portal um, in terms of his 247 sports transfer rating. He is listed as a four-star transfer. Another receiver, though, would be a huge pickup for the Buffs. Conference realignment stuff, guys. Um, the AAC stuff we talked about yesterday has gotten quite, quite interesting. What's up? Um, and Breck McMurphy, I guess, talked to Jim Phillips uh, and Florida State AD Michael Alford about this. Because the ACC is now in a pretty interesting situation. James Phillips, the commissioner of the ACC, by the way. Uh, Florida State AD Michael Alford says, on closing the gap to the SEC and the Big Ten, we've, we're never going to cover the entire gap, but it will allow us to be competitive 
talking about unequal revenue sharing. And that's something that kind of the reason why USC and UCLA left the conference is because they wanted a bigger share of the pie, of course. Now ACC is entertaining that possibility after we had the Magnificent Seven discussion yesterday. Jim Phillips said, excited about the collapsing of our divisions, having the chance to get our two best teams in the ACC championship and then expand with the college football playoff. They feel they can get multiple teams into the playoff. Again, on closing the gap between the SEC and Big Ten and ACC, Jim Phillips said, it's never good enough. Anything else we can do to close that gap will exponentially help our schools. We're figuring this out. I know the reports, the conversations. Feels like we have a really connected group. On the Magnificent Seven report that came out yesterday, Jim Phillips said, what I've been told is we're all in this thing together emphatically. We all believe in the ACC. We want to continue to work together. Um, just another vote of confidence. I feel like we've gotten that a lot this offseason, particularly from Utah and a lot of the Pac-12 schools. So just something to watch as we continue through this conference realignment stuff. We'll find out. we got Connor back in the chat today. What's up, Connor? Um, some news on game times. Uh, not CU-related, but potentially CU-related when it comes to game day in week two. Texas and Alabama scheduled for 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Of course, primetime slot. Also the same weekend of Colorado, Nebraska. We do know, of course, we talked about yesterday's TCU and CU will be on big noon Saturday on Fox for week one. But Texas and Alabama getting this 7 o'clock slot on ESPN. Uh, I feel like it's a bit of a stretch now that we get game day. We'll see. I think uh, it's definitely the best game on the docket. We did get Texas-Alabama last year. Um, but we'll wait and see. Smash the like button, guys. Appreciate the support for right now. Also, subscribe to the podcast. Even if you are watching on YouTube, head on over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We would appreciate your five-star review. Also, shout out to those who have left the kind words in the reviews. Uh, some more news. Tyus Martin, former CU buff defensive tackle, has transferred to Jackson State. We've seen Jackson State be very, very active in offering a lot of these guys that have left from CU. But Tyus, I believe, is the first one to commit to Jackson State. So I guess it goes a little bit both ways. Good for Tyus, though. Uh, a guy who didn't really do much at CU, but does have three years of eligibility remaining. Sean, you think CU will probably be 3.30? Uh, that's what it feels like. I think we'll probably get that prime afternoon slot. Um, I do not know. Yeah, I swear it says game day at Texas, Alabama again. I, it, that's what we're looking at right now. So we'll find out. I think that's all I got for news. A little bit of a short one today. But get your questions in now on Ultimate Caskill, on Aaron Butler, whatever you guys want to talk about in the Nebraska game. Uh, Tyler asked Jake all alone on this set, like Pac-12 all alone in media deals. <laughs> That's true. The fight in the good fight. Shout out to Backus and Shanker. Backus and Shanker have been helping Colorado families, families win for over 25 years. No upfront fees to speak with them about your case. No fees while they work on your case. And no fees unless they win your case and win money for you. They've won over $1 billion for their clients. They have neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. 
They have over 30 lawyers and 100 people on staff. Backus and Shanker help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Call them at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case. Smash that Shador line. And then, of course, our friends at Shady Rays. Another beautiful day here in the state of Colorado. Hopefully, we finally kick those clouds to the curb. So be ready with your Shady Rays. The best polarized sunglasses on the market. Every single pair backed by lost and broken replacements. You can shop their entire collection at the Park Meadows Mall or go online, shadyrays.com. Make sure you use the code DMVR for 50% off two or more pairs of their polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. And we have some beautiful, you can't see them right now, but we always have Shady Rays on set. All right, Alyssa, if you wouldn't mind putting that headset on and helping me out with some questions here. Yep. So I'm not completely alone. <laughs> what do we got first? Um, okay, first one from Chad. Jake or RK, can you answer the question why Coach Prime couldn't talk to Butler if he committed? Does it matter? I don't understand that rule. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. I'm sure there's some bylaw or whatever where the head coach or something can't have contact, but honestly, I'm not too sure. Um, and as Ryan kind of said, uh, he's already committed now. And as you said, Chad, he's already committed. So I don't know what rules we're actually breaking if uh, Coach Prime does speak to him, but he was obviously um, pretty pretty careful with that one. Brian wants to know if I'm hungover. I'm 100% not hungover. Thank you, though. <laughs> uh, what do we got next? Just Connor. Just <laughs> Connor, okay. <laughs> Heard RK and Jake think that I'm Clint. Um, Clint popped in yesterday. I saw him again today. Man, I don't know. I think uh, you're going to have to settle this one and prove you guys are two separate people because uh, <laughs> we had some questions yesterday about whether it was you or not. Chat again. I can read this one. So you think Coach Prime going to let him run track too? Um, I don't know, actually. Aaron Butler, uh, obviously, we saw on the film, insane speed. He ran a 21.93 200-meter, uh, 7.07 60-meter indoor in the 23 season. So he does have track speed. I don't see why he shouldn't or wouldn't want him to run track. Um, just try and even get that speed built up more. But we'll see. We got spring football during track season two, so I don't know uh, exactly how that works. I see the question on Ukwu. I don't think this guy is committed yet. He is another Buffs target, though. They did offer him. I don't know if they got him on campus or not. I can't remember exactly. He has visited a few uh, Power 5 schools. I know he was at Auburn. I think he took another one um, not too long ago. But still on the radar. We'll see for sure. Uh, okay, a super cat. Super chat. Super chat. Jay Brown. Boo Carter is coming. Boo Carter is coming. Um, I mean, he's kind of the next target on the list. Uh, so I just pulled this up. If you go to thedmbr.com, go to the Prime Tracker. By the way, the Prime Tracker update is coming out later today to include... Aaron Butler and Alton McCaskill. 
But you go to the Prime Tracker, and uh, I added offers at the bottom of the page. And at the top of the 2024 section, I've got some targets here. Um, a bunch of guys who have visited, a bunch of guys who have been connected in other ways. Um, I mean, Williams Nwaniri, Ryan Wingo, Caleb Odom, who just put out a top 10 that included Colorado. Uh, who else? Charles Lester, who we've talked about. Boo Carter is up there. Definitely up there is probably the next target. Uh, Kylan Fox looks like he may be, I think he announced he's going to be committing at a later time, uh, relatively soon though. But Brandon Davis Swain is a big target for them. DeAndre Robinson's a big target for them. Jordan Johnson Rubel is a big target for them. Uh, they, of course, just got Ultimate Caskill, so we'll see how hard they go after some of these running backs like Stacey Gage, um, like the three-star Jaden Matthews that they were targeting who they had on a visit. Boo Carter's definitely up there as the next target, though. Probably, if not the top target, top three or five. Okay, next one from Marlon Willingham. Uh, what prediction do you have for average CU score this year? Average CU score? Um, points put up? Say you want to you aim, of course, for 30 in college football. I feel like if you are able to hit 30 points consistently in college football, you're going to be winning more often than not. Um, I'd say a good average, probably around 27-ish. I don't know what Jackson State averaged last year. I mean, of course, there was the talent discrepancy that contributed a ton to how dominant they really were. I don't know. I think 27, 28 is a good benchmark to go for. Obviously, anything above that would be amazing. But... um yeah, get to that, I guess, four score mark, you know, over 24 points, and you're looking okay. Um, from Key, how many years does Zachary Franklin have left? So I'm pretty sure Zachary Franklin is a grad transfer. He started playing in 2019 for the Roadrunners. He played in nine games that year, so no red shirt. Played in 10 games as a sophomore in 2020, 13, all 13 in 2021, and then all 14 last year in 2022. So, uh, yeah, grad transfer. Travis says too low, 35 average. I mean, in the Pac-12, you'd like to at least get up there. Um, people are saying 28, 27 will not win three games. I mean, you're going to have a much better defense, too, this year. I mean, of course you want them to score more, and I think they will score more. Um, you know, you've got some games against some bad defenses in the Pac-12 where I feel like you'll be able to take advantage of that. Um, but you do have some some solid teams that you have to go up against, too. 20, I feel like, is a fair benchmark, no? What else do we got? Uh, from Angela, we know sure Travis will be at the Pac-12 Media Week. Who would be your third guy? Ooh, great question. I love this one. Who would be my third guy? I don't think you take a true freshman in Dylan Edwards or Carmani McLean. I think Shane Cox is a good candidate to go. Um, maybe Van Wells as a, an offensive line leader. Who else? Levante Bentley, I feel like, would be a good one. Maybe someone like Savion Washington or Tyler Brown. Older guys. I'm trying to think skill position-wise. Maybe Smoke? I don't know. That's a great question, though. It'll be interesting to see who he picks. I do think you're right, though. Stern Travis are obviously locks. 
Uh, from Key, top three tight ends in the portal. Top three tight ends in the portal. Let me pull up some portal rankings here. Um, Connor Gilbreath is the one that comes to mind immediately, but that is a Juco target, of course. Pulling up on threes, top available transfer portal players. Uh, Sado, of course, is right up there. Um, but interesting to see. Still listed at tight end some places, wide receivers, others. So Elijah Brown, or he just committed, didn't he? Elijah Brown to FAU, I believe. Um, yep. And then Jair Shorter committed to, uh, or he was looking, or visiting somewhere. So Alex Lines would be our next best available. Former Arizona tight end, 6'4", 235. <clears throat> Malcolm Epps, a uh, redshirt senior out of USC, 6'6", 218, although a little slender. I don't. It's obvious that they don't really want the smaller tight ends. They want to go a little bigger, more complete tight end. So maybe someone like uh, Joseph Burns out of Miami, Ohio, is a 6'2", 245-pound tight end. Um, but we haven't seen a lot of offers for tight ends really since Gilbreth got that offer. Um, it's definitely a position to watch for, and I'm intrigued myself to see what they do because I don't really know where they're trying to go with this position, uh, at least for this year. Um, from Cheryl, so all these players who transferred can't transfer again until they become a grad transfer or they have to sit out a year. Okay, so this is... The portal is crazy, obviously. If you have committed in this current cycle and re-enter the portal, you can still do that. It's about signing your NLI, I believe, your National Letter of Intent. Um, your actual, I guess, commitment, written commitment to the school. I think once that is solid, that's when that takes effect where you will need to become a grad transfer or have to do um, the, the sit-out-a-year type of thing. Key brings up uh, Caleb Farrier. That's another good one. David brings up tight end might be position targeted in these grad camps. I think that's also uh, definitely possible. Epps is at Pitt, they say. Well, not surprising that on three isn't the most updated at the moment. So, um, From Key, will DNVR be able to cover the CU tryouts? Yeah, so I'll be headed down to the camp on the 30th. Uh, I think Ryan will go too. So we'll at least be there. We'll uh, kind of have boots on the ground to tell you guys exactly what's going on, who stood out, um, maybe get some info in terms of, um, you know, talking to coaches, stuff like that, and just seeing who actually shines on the field. Louis Passerelle, tight end one. Yep, I mean, it's looking that way right now. You do have some young guys, though, uh, still on the roster who hung on. Another one from Cheryl. So how does Zico think he's going to play this year? So I I don't <laughs> it's a weird situation. He's obviously back in the portal, um, but he was on campus. So I don't know how that works if he actually signed his NLI or didn't. Um but he's back in the portal. He's been posting his offers. And we wish him the best. Uh, I think he is going to play this year. It's just a matter of finding a school, it sounds like. 
um, from Colton. Who's your favorite buff of all time? Ooh, great question. Um, maybe a little unconventional, but so I guess a little background. I got into like scouting and watching draft prospects around 2017, 2018. Around that time, Isaiah Oliver was coming out. I just loved him. I was a big believer in him in that draft. I mean, Philip Lindsay, though, is probably my all-time favorite. Um, of course, a former Bronco as well. So that connection, I think, just earned him extra brownie points for me. And he was just so fun to watch. The Tasmanian Devil was an absolute beast in black and gold and in blue and orange. Visca's up there. Um, of course, I've got a lot of appreciation for Cordell Stewart, Michael Westbrook, um, all those guys from back in the day. Uh, watching Salam highlights from his Heisman season are pretty impressive too. Big Al's a good one, David. Um, but yeah, those are probably who I would say, that's who sticks out in my mind at least. Travis is going to be up there for sure though. Yeah, Philip Lindsay's. Uh, be enemy. Yep. Before my time, but absolutely understand that. Next question. Um, from D Lee. Hey Jake, way to tote the load solo today. How Thank soon you. do you think we'll start to see new workout videos with coach Mo and the new team? Anticipate anticipation is sky high right now. Um, again, I don't really know. Uh, this is just me guessing. I would assume here in the next few months or so, um, it does feel like a lot of players, not only players who have just committed or recruits coming in, but just the players who have been on the roster since December are mostly out of town. I think guys are enjoying some time off right now. So I'd imagine it's going to start to pick up once we get those freshmen kind of coming in and all those other transfers actually in on campus. If I had to guess, I'd say I wouldn't be surprised if we actually see, you know, Shador working on the field with his uh, receivers and stuff. Um, Coach Mo workout videos probably sometime in mid to late June. Probably a month away, I think. I mean, it could be sooner, though. We'll find out. Um, okay, Jay McNeil, what other game on the schedule would you or could you see game day at, Jake? For the Buffs, uh, obviously you go to USC. I think that's where you start. It's in Boulder. Boulder hasn't had game day in, I think it's 20 years, since 2002, 2003. Um, so you want them back on campus, of course. Pulling up the schedule right now. Of course, the Nebraska game is probably number one. So going through the home games, Nebraska, USC, your top two easily. Then Stanford, Oregon State, Arizona. You do have Colorado State as well. I just don't know if that's... I'm sure there's probably some more intriguing out-of-conference matchups, but they do have the rivalry aspect of that game. I mean, who knows? If Colorado State comes out hot, I wouldn't rule out, you know, if both teams are 2-0 going into this matchup, game day coming through, if there's not much else on the schedule. Again, I don't really know what's on the schedule at this point. I haven't looked ahead. Um, maybe Utah? I mean, of course that's in Utah, but if the buffs are good, I mean, that's going to be a big matchup at the end of the season. Um, the Oregon State game, I mean, I think that's another dark horse one too. Oregon State, we saw what they did on the field last year. They should be a really good team again this year. And who knows, if the Buffs are going into that game with one or two losses, I think we could see um, a game day appearance there. Uh, from Connor, is Alyssa an Oregon State Beaver fan? <laughs> no, I am not. Uh, I went to UNCO in Greeley, <laughs> so I don't have any allegiance, but RK told me that I can gladly hop on the Buffs bandwagon, which I have. <laughs> Welcome aboard, Alyssa. <laughs> Alyssa's a buff. 
Who'd you root for growing up, Alyssa? Uh, for like college? Yeah. Mm, no one really. Yeah. I mean, my dad was a long time like Buffs fan, but okay. I guess I never really like paid attention when I was younger. Well, you're paying attention now. Yeah, yeah, I'm on it now. It is fun. It's cooler to have. I mean, sadly, UNC is terrible. So right, right. It's fun to have a team that has this much around it. Yeah. This hype around it. Uh, okay, supers chat from Lawrence. Uh, how does CU utilize all of the wide receivers and running backs to keep them happy and engaged, or will some leave? Projected starting lineup, single game ticket avail. So we will do our projected starting lineup again. Um, Pretty soon. I don't want to promise anything, but we will get to it very, very soon. I think we'll try and um, wait for, see if we get a few more commitments. I believe we're at like nine or eight scholarships available now. Um, and then you count in Shiloh, right, eight or seven. You count in guys like Caleb Mathis. And um, gosh, why am I drawing a blank on the walk-on's name? Charlie Offerdahl to get a scholarship but uh, we'll see. On the single game tickets, it says here on the site, May 24th is when pre-sales will begin for single game tickets for this season. So we are about a week away, I think. And next Wednesday? Next Wednesday, single game tickets. So make sure you guys get your reminders set for that. Uh, you're probably going to need to be quick on that, too. Um, from Chris, Jake, comparing last year to today, how excited are you to wake up and cover <laughs> CU football? Is this the high or highlight of your career? Oh, yeah. Um, first off, I mean, it's amazing to have this team to cover every day. Definitely a different pace than it was uh, for last season. But, um, yeah, this is pretty amazing. And in terms of the high of my career, I mean, yeah, last year was my first season. Really covering it um, and being close to a team. So it's been pretty special so far. I can't tell you how excited I am for this next season, how excited I am for you guys to have a team to root for. Um, but it's really fun. It's, I mean, even when I'm at home not working, I'm working, uh, just covering stuff, watching videos, trying to see what else I can learn. It's been a lot of fun and really thankful to be here, actually. So it's been cool. Anything else? Uh, that's it. Well, actually, I have a question. You have a question. Yeah. Go ahead. So the scholarship thing, can they, do they have to take the scholarship or can you like deny a scholarship and leave it for someone else? So for like incoming players? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's, we've had some interesting conversations about this just because obviously coach has a son on the team and another one in Shiloh who we're all assuming is coming in soon. People have asked me like, why not just put them on uh, as a walk-on and obviously they get their own NIL and stuff like that, but Coach Prime is their dad, so they don't really need the scholarship, right. but I think you get into violations and stuff there. Um, but I do think there is some maneuvering on the roster to kind of fit walk-ons in and scholarship players and guys who are kind of both. I mean, like Caleb Mathis, who's a academic scholarship guy, doesn't really, I guess, technically need the scholarship for football's sake, but uh, I'm sure he would appreciate it. And um, I, it's just, you. It's, there's so many rules from the NCAA and stuff that um, there is some ways to like hide players, but I don't think you can do it um, to the degree that a lot of people think 
you know, and theories and stuff. Gotcha. David says, Jake, you've been stellar hosting the show. Hope you stay on the beat for a long while. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun doing this. It's been a lot of fun having you guys along for the ride, too. Tampering. On tampering, um, I went on the Reddit thread for uh, Alton McCaskill, his commitment to Colorado, and a lot of people throwing out tampering. Um, I saw a TCU coach on Twitter yesterday mention something about tampering. He didn't name names or anything, um, but, you know, people are always going to throw that stuff out, man. I mean, Coach Prime's been upfront about it that uh, Colorado isn't really playing the NIL game. And uh, I think a lot of people just overlook the fact that they've got a damn superstar in Coach Prime coaching this team, and he can, he's got a lot of pull that a lot of people don't have amongst the college ranks. Anything else today? That's it. I got us to 45 minutes. How about that? Heck yeah. Um, we'll be back tomorrow, guys. I'm sure we'll watch more film along the way. And who knows? Am I writing a book? Someone asked that. I'm not writing a book. Oh, Lawrence. Uh, it feels like it with these uh, <laughs> Prime Tracker <laughs> updates sometimes, but no. I don't know if writing a book is exactly in the cards for me. Maybe one day down the line. <laughs> you could write it on this, a memoir. <laughs> a <laughs> memoir. <laughs> Throw up Lawrence's comment. Um, what are my Michigan ties? So... I was kind of born into a family that roots for Michigan. Um, so way, way, way back in the day when my family immigrated to America, they settled in Michigan. So we have a family farm out there in Port Austin, tip of the thumb. Um, if you know where that is, Michiganders know what I'm talking about. But um, we had a family farm out there. My grandpa grew, out up, grew up up there on the farm. Um, and then my dad lived out there for a bit when he was younger. Um, and that's just kind of the ties. I mean... Back then, when my dad was growing up, Michigan football was, you know, always on TV, of course. And uh, my dad grew up in a military family. So as they were moving around, Michigan football was like the one constant that was always on TV uh, of sports that they got to watch no matter where they were in the country. So Michigan just kind of became like the uh, the family team to root for. All my uncles, all my cousins love Michigan. I grew up a Michigan fan, of course. I still rock the maize and blue. Just not on this show, but... <laughs> oh my gosh you guys crack me up <laughs> anything else uh we'll be back tomorrow i don't know what we're talking about hopefully we get a commitment or something um but shout out to you guys chat this was fun maybe we'll do more solo shows down the line uh talk to you guys tomorrow let's go buffs let's go buffs